Hello guys, how are you doing? Baruch Hashem. We're doing the best we can in this world, in this lifetime. Everyone can do only, only the best that they can. It's a, it's a wild thing really. This life is, um, is really, really wild. Like, you need to understand what to do in so many breaking points during the day. In every moment, in every situation, you need to figure out what to do in conversations with people. And um, it's an uh, unfortunate situation for a person who, who lives in fear that he's not able to be simply, freely his true self all the time. He's scared to, to answer his thinking to himself if he should answer this or answer that. When a person is not totally honest and totally truthful and loyal to his truth, so all the time he needs to think, all the time he needs to figure out what to do and how to answer that no one will be upset with him, that he won't hurt no one. Even, like that's in the in the in the in the in the best way, that's in in the best uh, situation that a person wants to improve and not uh, willing to surrender to his fear and pressure. But um, think about how wonderful it could have been for a person who is not scared of no one, who does not have fear from any person in his heart or from what people will think about him or what people will say about him. And when a person is free from that, so then his soul is shining and he's just like able to be honest in, in every situation. He'll just like answer his heart. He'll just say the truth. Um, today I saw that um, a certain uh, rabbi made a whole video uh, dedicated to me. And uh, unfortunately, he attacked the subject from uh, from the dark side. Instead of uh, understanding my words, he was uh, misinterpreting every one of my uh, highlights of my wonderful um, words of compassion. He just, um, I don't know, unfortunately found uh, himself lost in my words. I don't know, for me, my words, my conversations are very, very simple. I think that uh, the things that I'm saying are very, very simple and honest and and modest and humble. Uh, but I don't know, maybe people that their mind is too sophisticated and too complex, they find it uh, hard to grasp and understand um, my simple words. I know that uh, all my words are... Um, they have great roots in the words of our sages and the Bible and the true, honest talks of the righteous ones. And for so many years I'm dedicating my life to investigate the truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. And that's my, uh, my only intention in all my work. But uh, some people, they're, they're finding themselves lost. So they will find themselves lost also in my speeches. What can I say? 
I'm uh, I'm praying for him though. I really I really pray for him. I don't want him to to be so confused and so lost to 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 replace darkness in light and uh, and um, and to choose darkness. I have a lot of of sorrow for him and for his uh, friends that are helping him probably to to fight against uh, against Hashem and uh, and not to understand even what what they're doing and how how much bad they're causing to themselves and to the world it's it's very unfortunate but um I don't know if there is any way in the world that I can make my speeches um, more simple, but I will try. For those who are in greater need, um, maybe I will slow down a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. So I'm going to read for you today, tonight, from this uh, wonderful book again on the tribes of Israel. It's very important for me. Um, I just wanted to tell you that it was a very nice thing that uh, that he did. Why? Because in that video that he posted, um, it was very nice to see that he really like added long parts of my speeches, and I I found I found my speeches very inspiring in his video. Today I uh, I sat and I watched that video. I I gave that rabbi the credit, and I I told myself. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, let's hear him. <laughs> maybe maybe there is a maybe there is a point in his words, and I listened to him, and I saw that he was misinterpreting every part of my speeches. But he was honorable enough to to edit that video nicely and really to to give me a whole stage. And I'm very thankful for the free advertisement and helping us to to promote our videos also on his channel and I'm very thankful for him for that allowing his uh, students I'm sorry for his uh, commentaries but uh, that's his thing but Baruch Hashem he was able to put many of my videos into his class and he promoted my uh, my uh, my thoughts and my ideas and um, and I pray for him. I really pray for him to wake up from his darkness. I don't know why he's so lost. Why he, instead of choosing me as a friend, he chose to to fight with himself uh, on my name. I don't know why. But it's okay. Whatever. Hashem is uh, choosing the players in his game. And Hashem is uh, appointing people for different roles. And I'm sure that it's a part of his destiny to wake up in a certain point and to realize how wrong he is. And I hope that it will come with mercy and and with great respect for him and for the Torah that he learned. And I hope that he will wake up soon and not uh, dig a hole for himself for thousands of years like uh, Korach digged for himself and for his surroundings. So Bezat Hashem, we're going to continue Bezat Hashem, with this wonderful book about those righteous, righteous siblings of ours, Testaments on the Tribes of Israel. 
like we mentioned that many many times that um, the nation of Israel is not only the Jewish people that we familiar as Am Israel today the whole nation of Israel is built out of 12 holy tribes um, that the majority of them are still um, elsewhere in the exile between the nations in different lands um, and most of them forgot the fact that they were that they are Israelis and they lost their religion and they found themselves blending in different cultures and different religions but their destiny and future and is to come back to come back to their roots and to join us the tribe of Judah, the Jewish people and together we're going to climb to the Mount of Hashem in Yerushalayim, Jerusalem, holy city of Zion and over there we're going to enjoy the face of Hashem, the heavenly creator that, um, that in Redemption Day will gather all the children of Jacob from 12, um, from four wings of the universe, all 12 tribes and um, here in this wonderful book that been written by Rabbi Eliyahu Avichail um, there are testaments from mouths of people who met those amazing people, forgotten people from tribes of Israel in different parts of, of the world, in different uh, years, different places and, um, and telling the stories of the forgotten tribes, of the lost tribes so this is a testament from a name, a person named Menachem Levi that said that um, he went on a wagon um, in a certain place, where was that? it was in a place named Hankin, Hankin probably somewhere close to um, to Afghanistan we were learning about Afghanistan we read few testaments on Afghanistan and now here it doesn't written where it's written Khankin but I don't know where Khankin is so they were walking in a, uh, with wagons they went with wagons and there was um, heavy snow and they couldn't continue with the wagons so the head of that um, of that um, wagon of those trailers told them we must keep our journey walking by foot and they walked almost seven hours till they came to the to the to a village and then when he came to see the first tent they told him that is the tent of the sheik of the leader I came to him and he respected me greatly and I told him, do you know that I'm Jewish? So that person, Menachem Levi, he was not hiding his uh, religion. He just admitted and said, I'm Jewish. Um, the people over there were Muslims, but he mentioned to them his Judaism. And the sheikh, the, the, the sheikh told him, I recognize that on your face. I saw it on your face and I was happy that you came. Immediately respected me and brought um, brought a chicken for me for me to slaughter and he didn't offer Menachem Levi to eat from their meat from their chicken um, and he stayed over there with him for three days they were talking and while they were talking um, while we were like having conversations 
I heard and learned a lot about their lives. They believed in Muhammad, but they admit that their source they came from, the Jewish people, from a place named Khivar. In 10 days of um, Muhram, it's, a, it's days of uh, fast for the Muslims, they are torturing themselves even more because they have a tradition in their hands that their ancestors committed severe sins and they ha and they wanted to 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 atone for the sins of their ancestors um, seven tents in their camp and they are carrying israeli names in their tribes in their in their community and even though that muslims usually not carrying israeli names but they do and they call themselves Shimon, Yaakov, Yosef. It's also weird because the name Akiva is, you can find it among them as well. Um, okay, that's his um, testament. There is... Another testament from a wise person named Chacham Yosef Eliyahu. He was captured by people of the of a tribe named Chivaria, and they live in a city named Balach. Sometimes he was coming to a place named Kabul that is in Afghanistan, and also made some deals and business in the city Mazar. He was a rabbi in Harat and also in Kabul. And he wrote about the Chivaria, but he never advertised his handwrites. And he wrote in his scripts that they are around um, 1,500 people, women working in the fields, and the men are robbing on the roads that's their job they're robbings they're robbers they're robbing so he was a prisoner but they respected him greatly they are not uh, they don't have a specific way of slaughtering their animals except for by the re muslim religion but they don't do more than that but when they pray, they say, Musa Nabi Allah. Moses is the prophet of God. And this is something that the Muslims usually will not say, just probably. I mean, I don't know the Muslims' uh, culture enough, but uh, I assume that he's mentioning it because it's important to mention, probably because it's different than the rest of the Muslim people in that area, that they will for sure will mention the Muhammad Muhammad as the main prophet and not Moses as the main prophet they're circumcising their children in the eighth day and not in the age of 13 they had an ancient Bible and they sold it in one day to the Bukharian Jews but until that day they were carrying an ancient Sefer Torah a Bible and um, the Bukharian Jews took that book from them and they sold it to Rothschild, 
child when he was um, in Bukhara. They live in tents and in caves and they fast one day a year and it's a memory for Yom Kippur. For our day of fast, Yom Kippur, 10 days after Rosh Hashanah. So they have a day of fast in that date as well. Another testament by this righteous man, Yoschacham Yosef Eliyahu, he said about the tribe of Luwani, tribe of Levi, 10 to 20,000 people, most of them soldiers, means warriors, riding on camels. And they are related to the tribe of Levi and tribe of Binyamin. Let's see if there is something more, a little bit more interesting here. There is a family that is called Rabbanim. Rabbanim means from the tribe of Reuben. Reuben. That family is lives in the mountains. They are shepherds. They have herds of sheep, goats, and cattle. And they are wonderful hosts. There is a family that is called Shinuari, means the family of Shimon. They have different customs from the tribe of Reuven, from the Rabbanim. Every family lives in their own properties, in their own piece of land, and they have very clear borders between them. The family Lewani, it means Levi, they are a family of noble people. Between them, among them, there are very important judges, and they have a lot of properties and they merchant in the borders of India and Africa. There is a family that is called Yunim. What does it mean, Yunim? It means that they came from the tribe of Judah. Like Yudim, they are from tribe of Judah. They call themselves Yunim like Yudim. And they are the leaders of all 12 tribes. So they have 12 families over there in that area. And now he, now we mentioned three. The tribe of Rabbanim, Reuven, Shinwari, Shimon, Luwani, Levi. Those are the three. And now we have the fourth, Yunim. Yunim means Yudim, Yuda from tribe of Judah, and they are the leaders of all 12 families. And they are known in all Afghanistan, and they are very respected and noble. There is a family in Afghanistan that their name is Mishpachat Yitzchaki, family Yitzchaki, like Isaac Yitzchak. They are mainly, um, their main business is um, animals, shepherd. Their elders are learning religion and they are also teachers for the rest of the families. The family Jaji, Jaji, it can be or from the tribe of God, judge like God, or tribe of Zvulun. 
and they are farmers. Most of them are workers and drivers, and they control the traffic between India to Afghanistan. There is another family named Zai Khan. It means Naftali. Zai means family. Khan is Naftali. The branch of their family that is the most noble one, the highest in level and in importance, is the family of Muhammad Zai. The family of Muhammad. And also a family that is called Durani. And we know that Durani is also a fa name, family name that Jewish people are carrying today. In the history book of the Afghanis, um, that has been written by the education minister of Afghanistan, his name was Muhammad Naim Khan, it says over there that the family of Durani is from the, from the people of Israel, from Bnei Israel. There is a family that is called Ka Khail, like uh, soldiers, and it's the family of God. And they call themselves the family of David. They are known as, or, or farmer, as farmers and hard workers, and they live in the mountains. And on and on and on. The family of the Afridi. Afridi means the family of Ephraim, tribe of Ephraim. They are known between the Jewish people and the British. And in the First World War, the British um, asked many of them to join the army, for the British army. And they known as good soldiers and they all have weapons. And they are also making weapons on, them, on their own. And there are many, many stories and legends of heroic actions of that family. There is another family that is called Suleiman, means Shlomo, and also David Zai, and also Yosef Zai, the family of Yosef, the family of David, and the soldiers of Solomon, of Shlomo, and more. Total amount of people in all those families together I didn't mention another family that is family Muhammadi and it means Menashe from the tribe of Menashe. It's a huge and known family. Um, the main minister um, of, of, of the army, like the general the, the, of Afghanistan years ago, his name was Gul Muhammad Khan. He was from that family. So all those tribes together, all those families together, are more than two million people. Between all those 12 families, there is an a known thing, an opinion, that during all that time, their ancestors were divided in the mountains without a spiritual leader until Muhammad came and then they accepted his Torah because they did not have a choice. But their Jewish customs, they never changed and they kept their roots. So you see that for 2,000 years they have not forgot their uh, ancestors, their religion, their, 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 family, their legacy. And they are related to their people, to the children of Jacob, our father. 
and in and not as the Muslims their women are not covering their face and they're also working as farmers and shepherds those women knew how to work and also how to plow, plow. their children also learned how to use weapon and they're circumcising their children in very young age they're very happy to meet Jewish people and they're waiting for the Mashiach to come they did not have a choice so they accepted the prophecy of Muhammad means the Islam on themselves probably because of uh, religion wars that forced them to convert to Islam they have unique rules that are following the Jewish rules in the Bible that if a person killed a person so he needs to die for that nefesh tachat nefesh that's written in the Bible yad tachat yad if he, a person cut the hand of a person so he needs to give his hand for that and also all the rules of damages that if you hurt someone's property you need to pay equally and they're very very um, precise and strict on following and executing those rules they're always carrying their weapon and they never walk without their weapon and also their children and wives ay, 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 ay. they are holding themselves to be in the exile and they don't have no relationship and connection with the outside world most of them heard about the um, the the in the, the the state of Israel and the established of the of the state of Israel and the Israel government and they desire to come and see that thing in their own eyes that was written in a newspaper named Beterem so there are many other testaments here I don't know if you want me to read more from this wonderful book or that you want me to talk simply but um, I think that it's very 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 inspiring to see that there are so many people out there in the world it's a uh, I heard a, a fascinating lecture um, a few days ago from a person that is uh, investigating history he's an archaeologist and um, I heard in his lecture that he like was wondering he saw um, while he was traveling around the world and finding evidence for Jewish things for Israeli um, founds um, and uh, and he he met a huge population of people who claimed um, that they are that they belong to the tribes of the of Israel the in in an area named Burma and he said that he saw a huge like village with around 20,000 people that claimed to be from tribe of Binyamin and that they have a, a, a prophecy that they carry that one day they will all be gathered and join the rest of the tribes of Israel and will come back to the land of Israel 
and he said that he went to speak with um, with a professor in the Hebrew University and uh, he asked him about that uh, about that thing and told him like I'm wondering like why why aren't you um, accepting them why can't you acknowledge them as as Jewish people accept them as as part of your nation why aren't you doing that so he told him listen we don't uh, we don't believe in that um, theory that they are Israelis so he told him why why that a group of 20,000 people in a Muslim area will 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 claim to be Jewish they will claim to be Israeli like what is their interest so that uh, so-called professor from the university told him they live in a, a world with war and they want to come to a place with peace and uh, so that was uh, almost a funny joke like uh, to think to yourself that in Israel you can find peace uh, you must be crazy <laughs> to think that Israel is a land with peace this is a, this is a crazy idea um, so the real reason why people can't uh, believe that the tribes of Israel are out there and uh, and and identify themselves as Israelis and as Jewish um, is because the people are afraid of changes like it's it's going to be a very big thing when millions and millions of people will be recognized as Israeli people and all of us together are going to start walking toward Yerushalayim, right? It's like, uh, it's going to be overwhelming. Like, think about millions of people who are just like leaving everything behind and just start marching toward Zion. And that's exactly how it's going to be. That's exactly how it's going to happen. Thousands and thousands and thousands from, from every piece of land, from every country, from every city, People will just start marching one day when the voice will be out there in the world that everyone with with a strong connection to the people of Israel to to step forward and start marching toward Yerushalayim, toward the city of God because Hashem is there, because the house is being rebuilt, because the Mashiach is calling everyone to, to join Him and to give hands together. When... Uh, when that voice will be out in the world and uh, and people really going to throw away their golden and silver idols and uh, all the lust and desires that they are worshipping today and will just start walking toward Yerushalayim holding the hands of all the ones who, who has a heart it's going to be a huge drastic change you know it's it's uh, it's not going to be important in that day if Trump or Biden are 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 the presidents of the like it it won't be the issue if it's a uh, Bibi Netanyahu or Gantz or, or like it's uh, it's not going to be the issue you know no one going to going to wait for the for the final results of of, of like uh, which team was uh, was on the playoff and, and what team scored the last goal it's like that's not going to be the issue anymore the spirit will be the issue and the story that will be told in the streets and in all the alleys and from all the mouths will be only the real truth 
about the real truth seekers, the ones who never stopped marching towards Zion and dreaming about Zion, the ones who never backed off their faith, the ones that the love of the Creator never went away from their hearts. Um, the, the story that will be told will be the story of every individual. And like that we know that it's written, Sofdavar, in the end of things, in the end of time, Akol Nishma, everything will be heard. Everything, everything, every detail will be known. The interest of every person, the, the, the reason for everything, the purpose of everything, the real intention of every heart, of every word, of every action, of every prayer, of every act, of every movement, of every sight, of every situation, everything going to be known. Therefore, we need to believe in God need to have fear from heaven, means complete faith. In Hebrew you don't say fear from heaven. It's not what you say. You say faith in Hashem. You don't say fear from heaven. Fear from heaven, is a very divine and holy concept that we need to really realize what it's all about. But is when the person has such high and, and divine admiration toward God that he cannot violate the Creator's will, that he cannot break the rules of, of, of Hashem. But at Lasot Lashem, there are certain situations that for the will of heaven you must violate his rules, like Moses broke the tablets, like Elijah the prophet built an altar outside of Yerushalayim. It's like certain things that were not supposed to take place but the righteous people had a heart to understand the real will of Hashem and they realized sometimes you need to turn a little bit to the left a little bit to the right for the flock of Hashem for the families to join to get into the highway toward the eternal success and inevitable redemption thank God we're very very thankful to Hashem for his uh, wonderful love um, to us and may his um, and may his uh, unconditional love be revealed to all of us as one and that there will be no one left behind even those uh, poor rabbis that are finding themselves uh, in wars against the truth Let's hope that they will not be left behind as well. And that all of us together as one will hold hands together and march to Zion as we speak right away. Amen. Can you hear us on? Thank you.